This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. Welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast. With me today is Shelley Rose Charvet, amazing international superstar that she is. Rather than me try and introduce you, Shelley, please introduce yourself. Well, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know if we can get a metaphor out of that word or not, but we'll see uh, by your introduction, Judy. Uh, people know me in the world for my first book, uh, Words That Change Minds, which is an international bestseller. And I think by last count, it's out in 13 different languages. But what I actually do is I help companies uh, solve their most challenging communication issues or take advantage of their most uh, highest potential communication opportunities. And it's a very fun job. And secondly, I get to train uh, consultants and trainers and coaches so that they can do that kind of work in that kind of depth uh, by understanding really how people get motivated, how they think and how they make decisions. So I train other people on how to do that as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, what kind of collaborations do you get involved in? Oh, it's such a wonderful word, collaboration. Uh, I've had the opportunity uh, to collaborate with Michael Hall to create innovations in NLP. And not only did we work together on that project, we uh, involved a lot of different people who are doing developments in neuro-linguistic programming to put together this book. And it was so much fun. So that would have been one example. Another example is I'm in a very high-level mastermind group in which we are just exploring how each of us needs to function individually and as part of this larger group so that we can do extraordinary things. And I think to myself, like, why wouldn't I want to be involved in that kind of collaboration? It really takes things to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. And then there is one more time. There's, uh, sorry, one more thing, because I'm so enthusiastic about this, is the everyday collaborations. Like yesterday, we went to visit uh, some friends who are developing a brand new program and they're trainers, and we were over at their office, and they just showed us what we were doing, and I just completely got into it, and was so enthralled by what they were trying to do that I felt ideas flowing, and it was like, it was a room with five people, but it was more, we were one person with different arms and legs and heads and things all doing this together. It was, it was very exciting. And I, that's more like the everyday thing. You come across someone and you have one of these marvelous conversations that just build. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not sure whether to ask you the next question, but I'll ask you anyway. So when you're collaborating at your best, you are like what? Well, I feel like I'm a, cog, a, a cauldron bubbling and overflowing with ideas mm -hmm. and, and that's just me but I'm part of something because I don't recall at this moment being able to do that all by myself it's usually in conversation or in a field of people mm -hmm. but I, I feel like this cauldron bubbling and overflowing with ideas that's how I feel and when it's in conversation in a field of people and you're like a cauldron bubbling and overflowing with ideas. Is there anything else about that cauldron? It's connected. It's 
So in my mind's eye, I'm seeing a black cauldron, but it's not by itself. It's connected with the people around and there's no real rules as such connecting it. It's just like a, a network. It's like a neural network of connections. Mm -hmm. More than just to the brain. I don't know if this is too much information. It's like connected to mind, body, and heart, right? Mm -hmm. It's like multiple kinds of connections. Mm. So connection, mind, body, and heart. Mm. And whereabouts are those connections? Well, I've stopped seeing the cauldron and I'm just seeing connections between different parts of my anatomy, my guts, my body, my heart, my head, to the other people that are there. That's what that's what, what kind of connections are those connections? Um, they look like the pictures you see on the brain with you know, with the synapses and those mm -hmm. kinds of that's what it looks like. Yeah. Do do they have a colour? Yeah, they're kind of pink. Mm hmm And is there anything else about those connections when they're pink like that? Uh, they have electricity going up and down them. Mm -hmm. And how do you know they have electricity going up and down them? They say <laughs> So they, they, they go and they pink and like that. And is there anything else about those connections? Well, it's, they're very exciting. It's almost like they feed, they feed in both directions or in all directions. It's a, it's a multilogue, not a dialogue. And there's some kind of nourishment process going through these connections. And it's exciting. I mean, you, you, I'm sure everybody's had a kind of conversation that just builds because there's some kind of connection. This is my kind of connection, but there's some kind of building process that is so mutually supportive. And, and I contrast it to conversations that I've had in which we've tried to be creative, but it didn't work. And the contrast for me is really clear. It's uh, feeling separate from the other person. And the one thing that cuts the connection for me and makes me feel separate from another person and, and shut down from this connection is the critical mode. Mm -hmm. When someone criticizes themselves or myself or even a third party, it's, it's kind of like the door gets slammed and we can't have that kind of buzzing, connected creativity. This is, I'm trying to be visual here, but yeah. that's actually how I feel it. Mm. You know? and, and for me, the contrast is important because I want to know what works Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work and I want to know in an instant so I can correct it. Mm -hmm. So when there's that critical mode and the door slams, what happens to those pink connections with the electricity? Uh, there's no connections. Then there's another person in the room. There's mm -hmm. me some other person in the room mm -hmm. and I feel isolated from that person. Mm. And, and I feel that I'm at my most creative when I'm connected. Now, I don't always have to be in the moment in the room because right now I'm still feeling the buzzing connections from that wonderful conversation from yesterday. Like, mm -hmm. why would I want to take it with me? Mm -hmm. Why would I have to depend on, want to depend on having to be in the same place at the same time with other people, particularly given my lifestyle, mm -hmm. uh, to feel this kind of creativity? I want to be able to do it whenever. So, but it, to me, it's about connection and the NLP concept of anchoring, like you feel that. It's really important to create an anchor or an association so that you can get back into that way of being. Mm -hmm. So when you feel that connectedness, like yesterday, mm -hmm. and it builds, mm -hmm. whereabouts do you feel it? 
And I feel like it bubbles up. I think it starts in my guts and bubbles up through my heart and my mind from there. You can see me making gestures mm -hmm. or in an audio. I'm gesturing from my guts. I think a lot of things start in my guts and moves up through my body and out through my fingers towards the sky like it, it's direction it, it's an up movement mm, it's an up movement from the guts up through your heart up towards the sky bubbling right. up like that and that's what happens to me when all those connections are in place mm. and what's the relationship between the connections the pink electric connections and the bubbling up from the guts the first thing that comes to mind and i don't know if it's accurate it's like a cause and effect like the connections cause this to happen mm-hmm so, uh, and, and yesterday I remembered the triggering event, which was to me really interesting because I was aware of it at the time, is they were showing me this program and they were excited. Mm -hmm. And when they were showing me what they were doing, I got excited too. And I don't know if I got excited about their program only or the fact that they were excited about their program or the whole package, but it was like, uh, it was infectious. I got it immediately from them and then the connection started. And immediately the ideas kept flowing. So I was listening and, and supporting them and being enthusiastic with them. And suddenly it was like the ideas from me started flowing. And I, and I said, oh, 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 you know, oh, 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 idea. And people were talking and I realized I'm going to have to hold on to this idea because <laughs> another one coming and I'm going to forget this one, right? And, mm -hmm. so, and they bubble up like that. Yeah, it's flowing, right? So. And is there a relationship between that bubbling up and the cauldron? I, I guess I just use the cauldron as a metaphor because, you know, you know, the bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. You see the witch is brewing something and it's bubbling over mm -hmm. in the stand view. So it's not anything evil in this case, at least I hope not. <laughs> no, that uh, <laughs> it was just the idea that something was boiling and bubbling. It wasn't necessarily hot, but that was that mm -hmm. kind of boiling over kind of thing like yeah, too full i couldn't contain it, it was too mm. full yeah and that you can't contain it that bubbling over kind of thing is that when the idea i need to tell this idea because there's another one and i might forget the first one that's right and so there's lots of things coming and you know what i have to be careful of when i'm collaborating is that because i get this process started I can just stomp all over what everybody else is doing and I don't want to do that. What I want to do is have these ideas and have other people have ideas and they kind of mix and flow when we build on them, right? Mm. More like a Fantasia kind of image, you know, where we're making magic. Mm. Um, but I, I get very enthusiastic and so the cauldron just keep going once it started and I need to orchestrate it a bit better. Mm -hmm. and, when, and, and I think it's, can I, I just want to say something, and I think it's, I think collaboration is when everybody has their own definition of how they build together with people. And mm -hmm. um, it's such a positive, life-giving, nourishing experience that I think it's important for us to identify through the kinds of questions you're asking, what is it we're doing to make this happen? Mm. And it's not only doing, it's a, a, a state. It's like I, I need to be in a state of openness, like it starts with a state of openness. So you allow things to come in and nourish you. And what's different from that than the shutdown state is you can allow things to come in and nourish you, but if you get negative crap coming in, who the hell wants to be open to that? Mm -hmm. Right. So you, it's a, you, you end up shutting your door as a perfect, 
as a protective mechanism because it's not safe. They're, doing, they're, they're crapping on somebody or on you or on an idea or and that's you, I find I can't be creative under those circumstances. I need to be open so mm -hmm. that things come in, and then this cauldron effect starts. Mm. So what happens, happens just before? Thing. What happens just before you you're open like that? Well, perhaps I make a decision to be open, mm -hmm. or I'm curious. Like curiosity is a state of openness, right? So. Mm -hmm. um, so for yesterday, they said, we're designing this program. Now, I can't tell you what it's about. It's a whole new thing. I've never seen anybody do anything particularly like this before. And I said, what? And I knew they were working on it. I said, it sounds very cool. And they said, we've got a very cool opening. And I said, show me. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I'm curious. And, and it just rolled. It was very quick from there. Mm -hmm. And so it's very quick. Once you're curious and you're open, then the connections start, then the bubbling starts from the gut and then up and into the sky mm -hmm. and overflowing like that. And you can contrast that with the situation where there's no connection. So if the critical stuff comes in, then it's like a door slamming. There's no connection. You're isolated. Yeah. And I think it's important that I shut the door because mm -hmm. it's safe. Mm -hmm. So I, I think what this all makes me think of is the environment is so important. Mm -hmm. And, if, you know, the thing that just becomes apparent as I think about it now is how you set up the environment is really critical because it needs to do two couple of things. It needs to uh, make everybody feel safe and open, right? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, engage yourself in uh, being creative and having fun and being inspired and enthusiastic. So there's, it needs to create a state. Mm. in which all these things are possible. And so the environment is really, really important. Now, I think once I've had enough of those experiences, I can anchor them and recreate them. Mm -hmm. It's important to know this in order to have more collaborative experiences and, and be great at solving challenges or uh, developing opportunities. Mm. So, so what, what kind of things need to happen to create an environment like that? Um, trust is really important. And I need to trust that, that we're going to be positive here and we're going to build. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have a pissing contest, right? I mean, if you have to have a pissing contest, yes, I can play that game, but I don't find myself the most creative. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the challenges is to get people beyond the pissing contest. Excuse mm -hmm. my language, everybody, but I think that's a fairly visual image. Mm -hmm. Um, so to get beyond the competitive nature of it and, and get in it together where we're building. Mm -hmm. um, so trust is important. Uh, playfulness is important. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had a, a theater teacher once who said acting is a bit like juggling. In juggling, the key is you have to be willing to throw a ball away that you just caught. Mm -hmm. So that you know you're always you're always throwing balls as well as catching them, and I think the creative process and collaboration gets stuck if you think your idea is great and you don't let go of it. Mm. Right? The idea is it's just an idea, and then we build on it. And mm. it, you can't be married to your ideas. You got to let them flow and let them go. So have fun, juggle principle, trust. Um, yeah. 
maybe people can tell from the tone of my voice, I think it's important to let yourself be loud. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see this happening so well in whispers. Mm-hmm. Maybe, man, I don't know. But I think it's helpful if we're loud and you try things out and you throw them out there and see what happens. And then you catch what other people are throwing. And then you juggle with that for a while. And I think it's really important to spend time catching as well as throwing, right? And, and that's where I think I need to develop my skills more. And what kind of catching is that kind of catching? Well, let's say someone had an idea. It's like they hit a balloon in your general direction. You need to catch that balloon and juggle it a bit mm-hmm. to see what's in it and what shape it is and what color it is. And, and then it moves you somehow to add to it or shape it or shave a little bit off. Mm. A bit like a sculpture. Yeah. And when you're catching like that, what happens to the bubbling over? Oh, that's interesting. Um, it's not bubbling when you're catching, but it's brewing something. Mm. <laughs> so wh- whereabouts is it brewing? I was going to say fermenting, but that's a whole other process. Um, where is it brewing? Mm. In my guts, I think. Mm. So when you're catching, it's brewing in your guts. So I'm playing with this thing, I guess, mind, body, and, and, and heart. But at the same time, it's probably, because of all the connections, it's creating something to add to it or maybe something completely different. But mm. it's part of that process. And I think it's important to consider ideas and give them their, their worth. I think that's the present you give to each other is, wow, that's a cool idea. To, to keep the ideas flowing, right? Mm. And then what happens to you when all of that's happening? I get very excited and I feel inspired and I have a lightness in my step. And I, and I continue the process afterwards and start applying it to completely different situations. So like, because this experience just happened yesterday, um, I found myself thinking about another student who had an idea and I'm working on a program for a new client. And the other student's idea came into my head and transformed into something else that I'm going to create for this other client. So it's, the process seems to be continuing, and I still feel connected. So, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, let's keep that feeling of connection because it's, it's, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. And what needs to happen to keep that feeling of connection? Um, I need to recall it regularly. So maybe, and I have anchors for all kinds of things. So I have an anchor for coaching mm-hmm. when I'm a coach. And I call it coaching Shelly, you know, sort of like the Barbie dolls. I have coaching Shelly as an anchor. I have presentation Shelly. Because when you're presenting, you have to kind of be larger than life. And your energy has to fill the room and encompass everybody because you're taking everyone on a journey. So presentation Shelly is a much larger person than coaching Shelly who opens a bubble to take another person into a bubble and work with them. And I have, you know, uh, Serenity Shelly. I need more of that in my life. <laughs> I don't have trouble with passion, trouble with serenity. And uh, energizing, I've lost the feel, of, sorry, lost, what was the question? So I, I suppose to, to rephrase the question, um, 
What needs to happen for collaborating, Shelley? Well, I'm adding it to uh, the state I want to be in. So collaboration, Shelley, needs to hold that sort of excited, inspired piece. So I'm adding it right now as we speak. Thank you very much, Judy, to that anchor because I want to work from that anchor, which is a very centered state. The collaboration state wasn't necessarily centered, but I think we can add to it by being grounded and centered as well as excited and inspired. Mm -hmm. I, well, I wouldn't want to be. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm doing that right now. And I think I feel creative and collaborative and excited and inspired. Expired. I'm an inspired. Sorry, mouth alert. And as well as grounded and centered. So mm -hmm. I think that's a really nice combination. That's a nice mm -hmm. combination. Thank you for that. So now so added to my anchor. And how would I do that? I, I think it's important to do it several times a day. Mm -hmm. So that you can do the things you need to do from that way of being. Hmm. Thank you. Now, as we draw this to a close, I, I'm. It's to me, it feels sort of obvious, but just for people listening to this, did you know all of that when we started this interview? I'll tell you what. Before we started this interview, I asked myself. The, I asked myself the question that you told me you were going to ask me, what is that like, collaboration? And the only piece I had was the bubbling cauldron overflowing with ideas. That's the only piece I had in advance. And then I just let your questions guide me, and I just opened myself to whatever came up. So, no, I didn't know all the rest of it. Thanks for that, because some people listen to these things and say, oh, they've carefully prepared everything, that, you know, and it's just a case of reciting it. But it, that isn't I had my no impression. idea. Like, I know that collaboration inspires me, but I wouldn't have been able to describe it in that way had you not asked those questions. So I have a question for you. So my description, what did it do for you? Because now I'm curious about how that connected or didn't connect for you. Well, it, it excites me, and uh, I get drawn into your excitement in, in your description. Um, and one of the things I'm doing in my mind's eye is c comparing your collaboration metaphor with the other ones that I've had during this series of interviews so um, it's got similarities and it's got differences there that it's it's more high energy than several uh-huh that can be a cultural thing you know mm. <laughs> North American versus British <laughs> it could just be that and I think that that uh, one one guy recently was talking about his collaboration metaphor. It's like we're all in our own little sailing boats, sailing around this enclosed um, area of water. Uh huh. And the uh -huh. That's very rule, different than mine. And the yeah. only rule is that we don't get in each other's way. Uh huh. Now I contrast that with yours, where the connection mm -hmm. between the people is actually the thing that makes the brewing process start. I think, isn't that interesting how that's different very people can be? His, in lab, in the, the things that I work with, the language and behavior profile, his is more uh, people being independent. Like they have to be in the same general area, but everyone's really in their mind on their own, mm. right? And mine is more what we call proximity. That means each person doing their own thing but connected or cooperative when there's nobody doing their own thing. It's kind of all there together. Mine's mm. kind of of those two if you look at it that way. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if this helps other people develop 
their ability to know how they collaborate. I, I would hope. Yeah. I hope so. Um, yeah. I, I wait. I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath to find out. But uh, that would be great if people would write in and say, well, how do they do collaboration and their their metaphors for that? That would be super to to nourish my model with theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So. That that would be great. I shall I shall put that out to my net, network and get people to. Uh, Maybe maybe and get them to contribute their own little recording. That would be great. Yeah, I must try that. Thank you. So right. um, we we're nearly at the end of our time. Before we finish, um, you had something that you wanted to let people know about. Um, oh yes, um, every year uh, I do a program for consultants, trainers, and coaches called the Lab Profile Consultant Trainer Certification. This year, in 2015, it's in August uh, the 3rd to the 14th, uh, near Toronto, near where I live. And for people, if they want information, if they go to uh, labprofilecertification.com, it gives you all the information there. And I'd love to have people go on the site, have a look, and then send me any questions that they have right from there. So. Brilliant. And uh, I, I have a friend who's done the lab profile process with, with Shelley and uh, thoroughly recommends it. So uh. it's great because what I want people to be able to do is to use the tools that I use to, to do great work, which will earn you a ton of money and a lot of appreciation from people. You know, it's, so lots of new ways to to improve how other people communicate. And for me, that's really important. Because I think this world needs a lot of help in how people communicate. And whatever we can do to improve that, I think is important. So. Lovely. Thank you very much again. It's been brilliant having you on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Lovely. Thank you, Judy. This has been wonderful.